Welcome to our podcast. We're here because we like things. We're here to say some stuff, something that rhymes with things. We like all media, but sometimes far too much. So now it's time for us to hyperfixate on the Loki TV show from 2021. Hello and welcome to Hyperfixation, the podcast about things we like, we think you should like too. I'm Claire. I'm Joel. And I'm Goldie. Yeah. Today we're going to explore the pleasures of everyone's favourite genocidal, gender-bending Norse horsefucker, Loki. <laughs> Marvel Loki, to be precise, and his new-ish show, Loki. Now, if you're much too sophisticated to watch anything more mainstream than a five-hour black-and-white time-lapse of a decomposing possum with the sound of a Swedish woman orgasming over the top, let me break it down for you. Marvel's Loki is based on the Norse god of mischief, but let's just say that Stanley used a hefty dollop of artistic license. For a start in North Myth, Loki is Big Daddy Odin's bl- blood brother, but Marvel's Loki is Odin's adopted son and Thunder God Thor's adopted brother. Marvel Loki was a villain and Thor's arch nemesis for most of Marvel history, motivated by jealousy of his undeniably fabulous blonde bombshell of a brother. So he's a real shithead for like 50 years, but more recently he's been retooled to be more of an anti-villain slash anti-hero kind of character. He's still a shithead, but he hasn't been such a genocidal one in a while. Uh, My Loki obsession was sparked around the time of the first Avengers movie, and I finally fell into the Marvel trap that the world has subsequently been consumed by. Uh, I went on to spend more money on comics than I think I've spent on any other non-essential in my life. And I started a comic live blog on Tumblr, which of course inevitably led a bunch of children uh, calling me racist, sexist, homophobic pedophile, such is life. That's how you know you made it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think my love for Loki ultimately comes down to the fact that ever since I was a preteen, I've had a thing for asshole characters who hate the people around them, but hate themselves even more. I especially love it when those characters have total emotional meltdowns, which Loki is just fantastic for. Uh, I know other, yeah, like I remember being with you when you were going through uh, the journey into mystery, literally and literally and figuratively, uh, <laughs> of uh, this as it happened. And other characters I know that you're big into are uh, like Gaius Boltar yes. <laughs> uh, from at least the reboot. I'm not sure, uh, like the original series, Gaius. Oh, uh, nah, he was pretty. Uninter- I, I couldn't get toast. into the original series in general. It was yeah. what are we talking about? Battlestar Galactica. Okay, good. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> um, yeah. I tried. I tried watching the original Battlestar Galactica before I watched the um, the reboot, but it was just oh my it's god! Rough. It was yeah. Like they surely battle those stars. They just sure. like their entire their entire civilization was wiped out, besides like one ship, and they're just like having a party and worrying about like petty jealous romantic jealousies <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, uh, but another one as well uh, uh, like the pick a star scream like there's there's a genre of like the loki character <laughs> that comes up and it's a great character often and yeah like well the, the yes. character i went on to immediately after loki was star scream so mm. basically the same character true and uh, i feel like loki also continues on for having known you for a fair while, you before Loki, you kind of had a bit of a Norse mythology. Oh, I had kick. a Greek mythology kick. Greek mythology kick. Yeah, which yeah. I mean, I think I still prefer Greek mythology overall to Norse mythologies because there's I think there's more 
in Greek mythology than most Norse mythology, but like they're both almost mythology is good. I'm enjoying it's... listening to you attempt to say Norse. <laughs> I think you said North and Morse so far. Shut up! I'm on COVID juice. Okay, she is on COVID juice. Everyone, so be nice to her. Um, so tell me, why should I care about the Loki TV show? Well, um, I didn't write down that bit. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, well, um, uh, I'll just continue on with what I was saying before, and sure. then I'll get to that. All right, yeah. fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, other things I love about him is that he basically fits every other character archetype I'm into. Uh, he's um, I love sophisticated and manipulative liars. That's Loki. I love intellectual geeks with arcane and dangerous knowledge. That's Loki. I love passionate hedonists. That's Loki. I love individualistic rebels who challenge the dogmas of the society they're in. And oh, you better believe that's Loki. All right. And um, yeah, so I actually love comic Loki slightly more than MCU Loki. But the comics are incredibly difficult to penetrate. And (laughs) since I'm pretty sure you've both seen all the movies, the new Loki series seem like the way to go. Uh, the series is part of the um, MCU's Phase 4 of movies and shows and sees MCU Loki taking on the protagonist role for the first time. And I don't know how much about it I want to tell you because I don't want to spoil anything, but it's certainly very Loki-focused and very aesthetic. So, okay. of course, I, it's right up my alley. Out of the Thor movies, it's probably most similar to Thor Ragnarok, although it's definitely its own thing. Uh, and it introduces a bunch of new characters and a whole new dimension to the uh, a whole new like side to the Marvel universe. That, that a lot of um, the new Marvel s- stuff that's been coming out lately has just like been expanding things enormously. Like this, um, this really like escalates the scope and scale of basically everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, d- I don't know if I want to give anything else away. Um, it's good, guys. <laughs> All right. Sure. So how much are we watching of this? Because um, it's a full series, which if you watch the whole thing, I think is more than anyone else has ever put forward for this podcast. It's so. six episodes altogether. Oh, only six? Yeah. Yeah, wow. they're, they're relatively short series, these these ones. That's fucked. I mean, it's only one season. Um, there's there's going to be another season, but they only okay. one is out at the point of... Um, making this podcast oh that makes it better than i thought this was gonna be like a 12 episode thing it like from what i know of these marvel series as well like as opposed to like the the luke cage uh and daredevil shit which the is netflix like stuff what did i say no that's what you oh yeah yeah i'm just clarifying the netflix yeah, the, yeah the netflix marvel shows which just went on and on and on these ones are very much like we we're doing a movie but we're just kind of extending the runtime to get a bit more content into it uh, but not too much. Um, and there'll be kind of a one and... Mm. I, th- I didn't know that Loki was getting a season two. I thought they would kind of be like one and done things. That's, That's ki- kind of what um, WandaVision and uh, Winter Falcon Soldier? and the Winter yeah. Soldier were. They, they, they very much felt more like self-contained things, whereas um, Loki was a bit different as it's definitely setting itself up as an ongoing series. Okay, right. Yeah, and um, I think Netflix, you, you raise a good point. The Netflix Marvel stuff, as much as I love that, really dragged in some mm-hmm. areas like a lot of those series were a bit too bloated like i remember the last season season two of daredevil i think i can't tell you anything that happens of note in that season i can tell you every, every other season but it's just it's, it's mm-hmm. a bloated show i did i do love daredevil 
I haven't watched any of the series themselves, but I've like from second hand heard things like Agents of Shield just went off like in a lot of directions until it eventually became non-canon. Uh, and I th- and I think it is I don't know if it is canon again, but like there was a point where well, they just went, you know what, go go away, Lo- shut up, do your own thing. Loki may answer that question. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think uh, one thing I would, am a little concerned about going into this, which maybe you can clear up my mind on, is Marvel is a bit gentrified and it's kind of Marvelness now, and that Marvel is like, oh, we're gonna have some witty lines, Joss Whedon esque. It's gonna be colorful. This is gonna be it. One of the things I liked about the Netflix stuff was that it was dark and it had a certain tonal change to it. Mm-hmm. How is this show tonally? Um, it's definitely closer to the movies than the um, Netflix series. Uh, let me think. It's a lot of people compare it to Doctor Who, okay. which uh, I can deal with that a bit more. I'm just I'm a bit burnt out with the Marvel at this point yeah it's definitely because it's unlike it's unlike the movies it's an ongoing series so it doesn't follow the same kind of formula because it doesn't need to wrap everything up by the end of like um well you'll see you'll see okay yeah I don't are we gonna get a lot of we'll sees if with the questions (laughs) we ask for this one I, i think so so like i've i've been minorly spoiled for parts of the series because i live on the internet in the year 2021 um, I know the rough kind of beats of what happened. I don't don't know any of the like what happens in the end. I don't know what the I don't even really know what the big conflict is in the series. But I know what the the initial setting is. Um, it uh, yeah, it's it starts off with a way to bring Loki back into the fold after the events of Infinity War, and then sets up an adventure for them to continue throughout the universe. We have. Uh, Oh, what's his name? Uh, Lightning McQueen. Yeah, uh, Owen Wilson. Uh, Lightning McQueen, yes. Um, does Owen Wilson voice Lightning McQueen? Yes. Wow. Really? You learn something every day. <laughs> I've never watched Cars. You should watch two. I, I might do a podcast on Cars 2. Really? Uh, cars 2, specifically. Cars, well, Cars 1 is like whatever. Cars 2 has some interesting stuff, and Planes 1 has some interesting stuff as well. But that's... okay. All right, that's another topic for me. Sure, cool. I'll brace myself for that one. Um, <laughs> I am shocked and actually, I'm not. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, that makes sense for Goldie. All right, um, so yeah, I guess how many horses does he fuck? Uh, in this series, actually, they they did say that that was some like not horse fucking in particular. But fucking of things you wouldn't normally fuck was something that they wanted to explore in this series, but they couldn't because Disney. Wow, what cowards. <laughs> yeah. You mean they had to do a press release to say that like you would not be fucking a horse? Well, well, I think, I can't remember where I got that information from. I would love to watch that press release. <laughs> specifically, I think it was an interviewer that just like, no, there was like, I think there was like a, um, a picture of like the script writing room taken. And there was just this whiteboard where it was like, it wrote, it just had the word sex on it. And then it had like coming off the word sex was like, uh, gay sex, alien sex, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of sex do we want? It's the sex board. Oh, there, well, um, there is certainly something deviant happening in this series, <laughs> which you'll have to look forward to. I don't want to give it away. All right. Although you'll probably guess I'll, within I the first I episode. I figured it out, but we'll see how we go. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me a little bit of, um, 
I think it was Dragon Age Inquisition where they spent months sculpting a character's penis and they're like we can't put this in <laughs> um so they spent literally months and they had like different prototypes on a whiteboard in the staff room and everything God bless. and then the main game director came in and looked at it and was like what are we doing we can't put this in the game <laughs> and everyone nearly broke um so <laughs> i i want two reactions to that i want uh the the, the whole the whole room the director comes we can't use this the first reaction i want to be like Oh yeah, right. Ah, uh, just like so, just like oh yeah, no, that makes sense. And the other reaction of just like complete pandemonium, like I'll fucking kill you if we don't put this dick in the game. It was closer to the second one. Oh my god. Because I think well, everyone had spent months of legitimate hard work making it with the idea that it would be, and then the director just decided, actually, no, we're not putting this in. And everyone was really upset about it. It's one of the examples of shitty behavior in the game industry, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, game managers the worst part of the the games industry. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. So enough about games industry. We got Loki to watch. Hell yeah, so we're gonna. Are we watching the whole thing? Uh, that's up to you guys. I think so. I I imagine it's gonna be one of the things. If where it's if we six stop, episodes, yeah. I'll watch the whole thing. I think yeah. if we like stop partway through, we'll be like, but what happened yeah. today? I it wouldn't make sense to stop partway through if it's only six. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's definitely very serialized. Okay. Mm. And can we um. I know where to watch it, but for the sake of our viewer, where would you watch this? You would watch this on Disney Plus. Ah, yes. We don't have any sponsorships for Disney Plus. Nope. And if I have my way, we never will. Yeah, no. It's the moment we get sponsored by Disney, I'm going to be killing something. (laughs) All right. So we're all thoroughly established on that. We are never sponsored by anything. And look, we will tell you where to watch this legally. But if you don't, we don't give a shit. So whatever. The internet (laughs) is for many things. Um, and you can find whatever you like on the internet, including legitimate sources. Yes, indeed. All right. Shall we go hyperfixate for a bit? Let's go pokey that Loki. Let's go pokey that Loki. Let's go Let's pokey that Loki. All right. Oh, are we? That's great. Yeah, Good to hear. You can start whatever. Like. Uh, oh, yeah. We, yeah, we've started. Uh, okay, welcome cool. to Loki part two. Um <laughs> We're currently complaining about uh, my beautiful drawing of Carl Sagan. We need to get a social media account where we can post all the visual stuff that we reference. <laughs> which, that... it, which will be just my my drawings of Carl Sagan. It should be the thumbnail for the episode. <laughs> should be just that drawing of Carl Sagan. It's strangely I just, fitting. I can do terrible just drawings give him of Loki. Horns and longer hair. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll just like mod it. Yeah, just mod it to look like Loki. And it can be the thumbnail. That <laughs> <laughs> can be our explanation. Because it is staring directly at me mm. with his chimp-like features. Um, all right. So, yeah, we've all watched uh, Loki. and Season one. Season one. Uh, I had a great time. I was uh, pleasantly surprised uh, at how deep it dug into Loki, really. Like, it was, un- it was surprising that Marvel was going to dig this deep into pulling apart, A, what a villain conceptually is and what Loki... Mm-hmm personally thinks he is and stuff like that I, I found it really interesting marvel's always super high quality with their shit with their special effects with their acting with their cinematography and that's what makes it boring these days i just know <laughs> yeah. it's going to be good with all of that and it's going to be bland as a result and of course loki's fine with all of that it was the the character analysis of loki consistently being interesting that i really liked out of this I would agree with that. I liked how they committed to the idea that Loki is destined to be an absolute fuck up, no matter what happens to him. <laughs> like, 
he can't get it right. Mm. Well, this didn't all. adapt directly adapt any comics that I'm aware of. Um, it is very similar con- thematically and conceptually to the um, Loki comics from the last ten years or so, which have all been about um, him. Because in in the comics, it's much more. Even though the MCU is wacky, the like comics are next level wacky. And in mm. that, the gods are basically literally kind of story characters. Like they're instead of being like people with DNA, they kind of got stories instead of DNA in a way. And so Loki knows that his role, he's like written to be a villain. Mm-hmm. And so his pl- plot line for the last ten years is basically being him being like being a villain who is destined to always fail and predictably always try to take over and just exist to get my ass kicked by Thor to make Thor look good. It actually kind of sucks. I'm going to try and manipulate the story to rewrite my character mm. and break free from my destiny. So I thought that basically the the parts in this um, series where they he says, oh, you don't get to uh, tell me how my story ends and them telling him that he's like just destined to be a villain who... Um, makes other people look good mm-hmm. basically i think i think it might have been a deliberate call um shout out to that or adaption of that storyline mm. well not a direct adaption but they yeah like i remember um i haven't read the loki comics myself but i've absorbed some of them from you uh and i know that for at least a part of part of it there was a triumvirate of loki's running around of kid loki old man loki and crow loki um, and there was a crow Crookie. that, like, the the kid Loki ate and, like, r- ripped his head off and, like, uh, um, and like consumed it or something. And there was this whole <laughs> crazy thing. Do you, what was that? What was that? Okay, spoilers for Kieran Gillen's Journey into Mystery comic. Because um, there was a lot of that kind of just under the surface in this show, I feel. What happened was old man Loki, your classic Loki, your regular Loki... Uh, set up the set up this event where he like died but Mm -hmm. he'd done all this complicated stuff beforehand to ensure that he was like reincarnated as a child like a 13 year old at 12 13 year old and um without like his memories of all the evil he'd done as an adult Mm -hmm. and then basically and then his old the mem like the echo of his dead older self came back in the form of a magpie which came back to like guide him and because the kid self hadn't really had his descent into evil yet. He was like, "Oh no, everyone hates me. Oh, I've got to be. I've got to prove to everyone I'm gonna be good." And so he like has this epic adventure where he, um, where he like proves to everyone that he could actually be a good person, and that redeems him in the eyes of people, which kind of like changes his role in the story. Mm-hmm. And then his evil self is like, "Ah, sucked in. I set this all up so that." I could take over your body and you'd be annihilated. Uh, Classic. Yeah. yeah class, the uh, old reincarnate myself, reincarnate myself as a boy and a bird uh, to come back. Classic. So that bit where he's like eating the bird is like him being forced to recombine with his old self. But right. then because gods are defined by the role of the story they're in, by being placed into Kid Loki's role, old Loki was then forced to like take on some of his personality. Okay. So he did end up becoming a good person, kind of. It's complicated. Yeah. Like, and doesn't work according to any laws of reality. 
I like uh, cool. the little bits that I've heard of the, uh, that Journey into Mystery story always sounded really cool. Um, and I was thinking about it that a lot when I was watching this show. Uh, something that I noticed, at least for the first four episodes, uh, there was like a given scene where Loki is almost point blank asked this very direct philosophical question and they sit down and they just go through it and Loki will often be like, Oh yeah, the funny uh, you ask that because the answer to that is haha knives and like tries to do his <laughs> shtick, and this is the first time where that's never ever worked because not only is everyone aware of it, everyone's also prepared for it, and, and also none of it works. Like yeah. literally, it doesn't work. Yeah, because he can't do any of his special shit in this in ways in the Bureau of Time. Yeah. By the way, those sit down like interrogations were some of the weirdest dialogue that I think I've seen in a while. In that I couldn't quite get what they were trying, what the two characters were trying to achieve in the conversation. I don't think they knew necessarily. I found, I found them fairly easy to follow. Like the thing that uh, I think I realized going later on, especially uh, towards the end when Loki's stuck in that little time loop with Sif mm. kicking him in the dick yes. a million times. <laughs> and uh, surprisingly effective that. I wouldn't have thought that would have broken him as quickly as it did. <laughs> But it broke him really quickly. Yeah. Like, well, then when Lightning McQueen turns up, I forget his name. This um, man's been fucked by a horse. <laughs> Has he been in the MCU yet, though? Not in the MCU. Well, well we don't know. He's like a thousand know. years old. He mm. could have been fucked by a horse. We can hope. Um, <laughs> we can only hope. But, like, Owen Wilson turns up, and instead of, like, hey, are you going to, like, trust me and do this elaborate scheme? His thing is, this all hinges on the idea, do you hate yourself? Uh, and or like, do you believe you're a villain? But okay. why ask any of that? Because the it's relevant to his timeline story, and it's to do with if he's following his own storyline or not, and if he is actually honestly not lying and willing to branch off of it. That's why Owen Wilson will be like, yes, okay, that's the correct answer. I love that a lot of the plot of this revolves specifically around Loki's true heart. Um, and I always love it when stories do that because uh, it's very difficult to do without coming across as very cheesy. Um, but when you get like time cosmic stuff, uh, you can uh, like Interstellar did this kind of thing where love ended up being the thing that saved humanity because he had a connection with his daughter, which meant he would look in a certain place and find the solution to the puzzle. Um, with Loki, it's uh, do you genuinely believe that you uh, that you are a good person now or that you deserve... I can't remember exactly what it was in that episode. Um, do you deserve something better than this? Yeah. Pretty um, much. And if the answer was, like, Loki could obfuscate and just say whatever, but Owen's like, no, I need to, to pin you to this because if, if you give me the right answer, I can actually help you. If you don't, then, like, you're, even if I let you back into the timeline, it's still going to result in the same thing. Speaking of Owen Wilson, it's nice to see Owen Wilson in a character that he can actually act in. He was fantastic. Rather than just... He was definitely the breakout character. There are so many actors in Hollywood who are just, like, who are really good actors who are forced to play the same shitty character over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And Owen Wilson is one of those people. Mm. Jim Carrey was it for a time. And then he broke out of it. Yeah. I thought I was going to have a hard time seeing as Mobius as anyone other than Owen Wilson but he ended up reminding me more of Joel than anyone by the end of it <laughs> I've been anyone in that social work position there's um my mum told me that the main character from Ugly Americans reminds 
her a lot of me because uh, he's also a social worker slash psychologist kind of character okay. and he's just perpetually exacerbated by the shit he has to deal with mm. all the time like uh, and he also looks like me i'll find you a picture of him later but <laughs> excellent yes because yeah like uh so like, i wrote down what i thought were the questions from episodes one to four episode one is do you like hurting people like he point blank asks that to loki and loki will obfuscate around around and go okay cool yeah yeah, yeah. i skip to the end of that particular liar on back to the question he's he's like uh uh frost v nixon interviewing him do you genuinely like hurting people um was like this first question mm. and it was really interesting to have it be dug in in that way it's good that you kind of noticed this because i didn't i just thought he was just being a huge dickhead he's just like <laughs> you enjoy being a dickhead loki huh i no, bet like, you feel sad about it <laughs> eh you like dickhead that, that's what i like, was noticing about like the social work yeah. the psychology the detective part yeah. of it of being the part about this case that's important is your mental state during it like literally if you had a sword or not i don't give a shit it's did you want to do this because that would predict your next actions it's like thought crime kind of shit i guess so um the one that i picked up for this episode two didn't really have a question but it did have like the examination of uh everything all of our backstories are ridiculous you just kind of have to not think about it of like you're you're a god who has been drafted into this 1970s era time thing i'm a weird time cop uh where did your mother come from where did their mother don't don't think too big about this we're in the mcu this is very silly just stop let's stop that conversation right here well i I felt like episode two was kind of like loki or or maybe not well partially loki buttering mobius up for his eventual kind of betrayal of the tva but also setting up the fact that mobius was someone who would eventually betray the tva because i knew from the moment he had that conversation with ravona and he wouldn't put he wouldn't use a coaster i'm like oh this man's a maverick he's gonna betray (laughs) them a loose cannon (laughs) (laughs) um i i like how he was yeah doing that whole shtick of like no let me pair up with him and i think i can crack the case boss um and his jet ski thing i was like that's a that's something that's that's relevant that made him very relatable because yeah. i too i'm obsessed with jet skis but have never ridden one they're pretty cool <laughs> i'm that's my goal for this summer is to try and ride a get jet ski hell yeah uh, my partner has a friend who sold jet skis for a time and she said that they would never allow people to have more than one run on the jet ski because if you had more than one test run, you'd realize that it's only fun once. <laughs> and then you, and then it's just not fun anymore. Oh, that's devious. And so they, they had a maximum. You can only ever ride one jet ski as a trial. So mm. pick wisely. Because if we let you ride a second one, you'll realize, wow, this isn't nearly as fun as the first time I rode it. <laughs> and then you won't buy it. Um, so yeah, like episode two, I, I do think that uh, specifically, like Loki is trying to set up He's trying to worm his way into power again and figure out a scheme. And Owen is super aware of this the entire time. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. D- don't worry about that. I know you're going to try and betray me. It's not going to work because X, like, shut and up. And then he's Let's super surprised when he does. Was he? What's- well, he's upset about it. You would think he was prepared for it. Th- but he also never does. He keeps saying you betrayed him, but he didn't. He just... Which was... Oh, that was because he went off He follows with- yeah. his female self, which we'll get to in a moment um through a portal and they're like well he definitely betrayed us then it's like did he or did he just follow your only lead through the only lead you had (laughs) yeah it it was that yeah it was a bit a bit overplayed yeah it's like i can't believe you've done this (laughs) i was wondering about mobius because he seems like 
he's set up. He's like framed as a very kind of likable guy. And yeah, I found him. I definitely found him likable. But I was wondering, like, he was seemed to kind of implicitly be like leading Loki along on the idea that he might be able to meet the timekeepers. But like, he's never seen the timekeepers. What made him think he'd have any authority to let cops lie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, he... it definitely felt like a. Um, any bait whatsoever he could dangle in front of Loki to get this going. I recently realized that cops can just tell you whatever. Mm. Like, cops, for the most part, have no obligation to ever tell you the truth about anything, and they can straight up lie to you if they think it's going to work for getting what they want. And so, like... Yeah, there was a, like, half-hour lecture I watched on YouTube, and it was specifically about American cops, but applicable to, I'm sure, many places, of a criminal defense lawyer saying never speak to a cop never ever under any circumstances answer any of their questions uh like i think it's beyond the like name and like confirm your identity or whatever and it's like literally don't it will never help you even if you are uh innocent or anything never ever do it i'm going to talk for half an hour about why that's the case and then I'm going to get my buddy over here who is a cop and a prosecutor and he will tell you the same thing and he can check me on like all of this stuff and like the other guy goes like yeah like my job is to um to find the perp and put someone away um and uh um like they were talking about some cases where like the wrong person got done in because they were too free with information um other cases where someone was just like willing to confess the entire thing and like wow cool we didn't need to spend a whole trial on that you just literally spilt the beans right away cool um yeah owen wilson is definitely like stringing loki along and not even doing a very good job of it to be honest but and did he have any like authority to keep loki alive after he helped him get the thing i doubt it yeah it does it all seems a bit like because yeah like don't get me wrong i like the character but i feel like the show really went out as their way to kind of frame him as a nice guy when I think he was kind of working for like the space Gestapo, the, yeah. the like interdimensional Gestapo. I've, I viewed it as kind of uh, if Loki was or wasn't aware of that, I, I assume he was because he's the master of lies and all that shit it was the kind of thing of where this keeps me alive for the next hour let's continue pushing this until it no longer does um, of whether or not it gets me to the timekeepers or not it's keeping me alive right now and if he believes that I believe that, then hey, like that that kind of thing of it's useful for me in this moment. Yeah. I do think Mobius wanted to keep him alive though, because he was yeah. he was clearly a bit of a fan. Yeah. <laughs> he did like him. You could tell that they liked each other. Hmm. But I guess it's just a matter of um he he also was a, a job man. He was there to he loved his job and hmm. he was going to do it one way or another. Hmm. And he's already done this to a fair few different Loki's, including cyclist Loki. <laughs> Which I think was my favourite. Tour de France, Loki. <laughs> yeah. I really want Tour de France, Loki, to like appear. I wanted him to appear when they were in like the end of time bit. Yeah, that would have been and really just easy. Come just come riding along, <laughs> like on his super bicycle. But that's that's uh, that's what should have saved them from yes. Elias. <laughs> is Elias an actual comic character? I was apparently that. apparently it is. It's um, had such a cool name that like, and it is so fun to say as well. I was like, surely this has not been created for this. This has been somewhere else. When I saw it, I thought it looked like a Pokemon. It did look a bit like a Pokemon. In, yeah. Like, in the stage of the Pokemon where it's like, we're not going to show you the Pokemon yet. It's kind of obscured hmm. by, like, this power field or something like that. And then you actually get to try to fight and capture it. Aren't there hmm. ga- gassy Pokemon like that, though? Uh, yeah, there's there's a couple. I mean, like, Ghastly is the most 
famous one. There, there are ones which are actual like clouds and stuff. Um, yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah. But it, it just reminded me of like those Pokemon movies where it's live action and they're trying to adapt the Pokemon to. Yeah. Um, Detective Pikachu. Yeah, but yeah, it reminded me of Detective Pikachu. That did a really Pikachu. good job. Though I wasn't prepared to see Charizard look as real as it did. Like, like it looks wet. Yeah, and I, like slimy and scaly, I, and it was like, hmm, this is not what I imagined you being like. Yeah, <laughs> personally, I, I like. Well, Detective Pikachu, Pikachu was pretty good. I don't like any of the realistic Pokemon things that have ever been made of them, because they never look as nice and cuddly as a real as the the anime ones. Because of course, like in real life, a turtle isn't that cuddly. Like. No. And neither is like some lizards, perhaps. Like <laughs> some re- lizards, perhaps. reality is disappointing. It is very disappointing. It's like anime food always looks better than real food. Hmm. Um. All right. So the next question I had was in episode three. I wrote down what is love. I can't specifically Baby remember. Yeah, I can't specifically remember what th- three was when he was with Fem Loki on the train. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they had that little heart-to-heart. Real self-love, which we need to get into because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of self-cest in this. Yeah, And this isn't like me projecting that into this. It's quite explicit. This is quite explicit (laughs) that these two are horny as fuck for each other. Yeah, so so I guess, yeah. You got Uh, Sylvie, so named because you can't have Loki and Loki because that would just get confusing. mm. I guess like maybe like quick plot summary. So yeah, Loki escapes uh, from... Uh, Infinity, War, Infinity War Part 2 uh, immediately tries to start scheming gets caught by the TVA instead of getting evaporated uh, he gets tasked to work with them to hunt down another weird time anomaly deviant who turns out to be another Loki turns out to be a female version of Loki who he then tracks down and then follows to uh, follows through time the, and the, I really like the idea the detective of how to where is this person hiding the hiding in apocalypses because we can only detect alterations to the timeline, and if a media is going to hit your planet, you can't change anything meaningful if everybody dies in the end. I love how goth the concept of a character growing up in apocalypse is. It's super goth. <laughs> She's so metal. Yeah, <laughs> she is. I have a thing for like broken women, like in media. <laughs> like I don't. Like, and I want to point out, like I'm, I'm by for the listeners at home. So this isn't just me being straight white man kind of thing about this but this doesn't happen with male characters for me but all it takes is one angsty upset female character and i'm like i will love you forever now (laughs) it happened with like lapis and steven universe and all of that just depressed angsty female characters if it happens for a male character for me i'm like grow up (laughs) go to therapy you idiot like that's my response to that like in terms of my attraction to male characters is like hannibal like this the kind of opposite like broken but in a different way not in a sad way <laughs> like uh, oh like you're a, in like a creepy you're like way. a dangerous man kind right. of way like hannibal and will graham was like yes i, there, I can believe this there is a headbutt <laughs> that you will appreciate there's uh, a cillian murphy movie where like cillian murphy is like this creepy stalker from this lady uh and at one point he headbutts her and then it's like all blood all over his face yeah. and my sister had a big thing for cillian murphy at the time and like said that that head him headbutting that woman was the sexiest thing he had done in that movie uh so i'll see if i can find it for you because you may appreciate it i don't think that's quite what i'm going for (laughs) but yeah sure send it through anyway and we'll see if it does anything um (laughs) now i want to know how um joel would have soothed sylvie's broken heart (laughs) 
Probably the same way that Loki tried to do it. I wouldn't have been successful, but that's part of the joy of it. It's not the, it's it's not the, the outcome. It's the chase of it all. Yes. It's the journey. It's the once struggle. Once you get the outcome, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, once she's happy, what's the point? I'm aware of how point? toxic this sounds. This is purely <laughs> fictional relationship stuff. Purely aesthetics. This does not go into my real relationships at all. But They're fantasies. That's what we're about here. Yeah, but it's this was very much... Uh, I don't get into love stories very much, but I got into this one. Um, just partly because it was so different, but also they didn't feel like... This pisses me off a little bit. They didn't feel like the same character. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, I really like Sylvia as a character, but I didn't really get the vibe that they were the same person. <laughs> no, and this is the thing that, that it, it's been bugging me recently because Altered Carbon has the same problem in that Takeshi from Altered Carbon... He, he's played by like three different people throughout the course of the show and all of them play him dramatically differently. Mm. And like, this is not the same person. I don't believe this is the same person. And not because they all look radically different and all different races. They don't act the same. Like the yeah. only one who plays him with the way I think he should be played is um, whoever the white guy is. And then both the Japanese and uh, maybe the white guy plays him wrong. I don't know, but... He as the white guy, he he has this kind of manic brokenness to him, and then as a Japanese guy, he's kind of as like, uh, and the as the black dude, he's like this flat. And there's like no character to him at all. He's just a badass, mm-hmm. and it's just it's the same thing here. And I didn't believe that Loki and Sylvie were the same person, and maybe that was on purpose. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It, it raised a lot of questions for me, like. Um they were definitely similar characters. Like, they were both snarky and both angsty. And you could call that most of Marvel. Yeah, true, true, <laughs> true. Um, Especially at this um, phase. Both, yeah, both deceitful and vindictive and hedonistic, though we didn't actually get to... We only got told that, not shown it. You got shown it a bit with Loki on the train. No, I mean, like, with Sylvie. Oh, with Sylvie, no. You yeah. I, got, I interpreted it as, like, they would have been the same people, um, but because she got abducted when she was like 12 she just didn't have the opportunity to uh go through uh, have the experiences that loki had and so became uh this monstrous broken woman whereas if she hadn't she probably would have turned out a as a like monstrous loki. broken man as a monstrous broken man uh. um something that like i had to ignore very hard like suspension of disbelief was when uh we see all of the lokis and we are shown all of these incredibly different Lokis uh, to the point that like uh, Tour de France Loki, sure, whatever. But then we see like Hulk Loki and we have Alligator Loki. Um, And I kept thinking in my head, you have to alter the timeline way in advance to cause that to become the Loki. Like these aren't all Tom Hiddleston as a baby then does something wrong, gets sent to Eliath. This is like pre... Obviously must predate that. You can't like... Oh, instead of... Getting a frost giant, Odin adopted an alligator. Like, you'd then shove Odin into the time thingy and the time stream would be fixed at that point. I'd had to keep, like, purposely ignoring, like, it doesn't make sense for these logos to be as different as they are if you're controlling the timeline in this way. It also doesn't make sense for them to have to do any of this if they can control the timeline to the extent that they claim, I feel. Yeah, like, like they detect it and then they just nuke whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Everything around the thing. Yeah. Like, anything that has altered from the program that they had set gets nuked and sent to Eliath. Um, But, yeah, that means that you would... In order to get to the point where you have Alligator Loki, 
presumably all of Asgard evolved to be alligators. So you would be nuking the timeline at the, like the microbial stage. Well, not necessarily. He could have like been a, hu- a a frost giant originally and then turned into an alligator. <laughs> One day someone just turns him into an alligator and then the time cops turn up if that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> but but yeah, the whole thing did raise a lot of questions because like is this a, is this a like it, it seemed to imply that this was all a case of divergent timelines, right? Mm. As but like if you look at the comics which is also a multiverse there's some cases where like they're meant to be saying different versions of the same character but they're like backstories and origin stories are like completely different so that's not divergence it's more convergent yeah convergent if anything um like the only and, one that oh sorry yeah go on and i don't know it seemed like some of the characters they were saying were loki's seem to have more of a backstory like that like i don't know maybe it's Maybe there's actually some kind of metaphysical technobabble explanation mm. that they'll um, belch out at some point. But like, like with Sylvie, how like if if they were divergent characters, what point do they diverge? Were they like the same sperm and egg, but with frost giant sex determination is more like with lizards, where it de- de- depends on the yeah. Like, is are we to believe that? Tom Hiddleston Loki was a girl at that point in in his life, um, and then later on changed. Can't Loki just decide what gender he is? He, he can. Yeah, I thought yeah. they were going to so feature why, that more in this series. So why wouldn't? Th- is it just the fact that female Loki just decided to be female? Uh, like, because I guess he gets to pick his gender. Yeah, we have to assume that that's that the case. he just decided like at a young age he was just like, you know what, I'm just going to be. A, biologically female and that mm. would be it maybe maybe like there's this head counter that um, i've seen a lot in the marvel fandom that like um frost giants are all hermaphrodites and maybe when odin like found the ba- the baby he's just like okay i gotta make this an asgardian so i gotta pick a gender for it so <laughs> Toss if, fine. yeah so in case you pick i have like, to induct male. it into the gender <laughs> this gendered hellscape <laughs> that we live in um the only one, the only Loki that made sense in the terms of how I was thinking the timeline worked was Old Man Loki, because it implies that he is reg- he is regular Tom Hiddleston Loki up until he gets killed by Thanos, and then he just nicks off to a planet and just becomes an old man and dons that outfit. But yeah, how- the funniest part about like that backstory for him is it implies that regular Loki would have eventually chosen to dress like that. Yeah. Mm. Also, that character was I didn't quite get that. Because the divergent event is when old Loki decides to go back. Not when he survives, when he is the only Loki that we know of who survives the Thanos incident. I think well, that it was... So, maybe isn't that the divergent incident? Uh, two points in that. For one thing, we don't know if that was actually how things were meant to go, maybe. <laughs> and number two, one of the things I really liked about this series was that um, often in time travel stories, it just really pisses me off because it kind of assumes the universe cares about the things that humans care about because like if you travel back in time and like you just move a rock a little bit even if that doesn't really have any big effects on the universe at large it's still a paradox that that rock was in that place when it wasn't meant to be in that place whereas a lot of um a lot of time travel series say oh, it's only when you do something that humans care about that it becomes a paradox. But in this case, that was justified because the people policing the timeline were humans or human-like people, so they would have only interfered when it, like, 
the things changed enough for humans to yeah. interview. To and I think create. also it was like they could only detect changes when they changed stuff. So by going to a planet and not affecting the rest of the universe, I guess they just weren't aware of that Loki until he showed his face. Yeah, that makes um, sense. And popped out, and that's when they nuked him. Um, Possibly. I don't know. It there wasn't implied that. It was implied that once he decided to step off the planet and return to everything, that that's when they decided to nuke him. Well, yeah, because that's when he started changing things. I guess. But then, but he changed things by surviving. Uh, but that, it didn't affect the rest of the universe, so they couldn't detect him. Oh, yeah, I guess uh, maybe he just left. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, so like him leaving and going into a hovel was functionally the same as him dying because he didn't affect the rest of the universe or the timeline. I guess. All right, that makes a bit more sense. I did like old Loki. He was cool. Yeah, I liked him. And yeah, then he... psychopath kid Loki. Yeah. He was like, I managed to kill four. And everyone's like, all right, you're the leader now. <laughs> well, well, I, <laughs> well, that I, sums that up. <laughs> I thought that was like, well, that's a bit of a different direction for kid Loki. But then I was like, oh, wait, kid Loki did kill Thor like twice in the comic. <laughs> so that's actually a character. He did it with very good intentions, though. Hmm. As he always does. Yes. The question I recorded for episode four uh was do you really believe you deserve to be alone and i think that was the one that i was uh, talking about in the lady sif chamber of uh yeah mobius comes up and instead of like do you promise to help me take down the tva of which of course loki would have said yes uh instead he's do you really think that you deserve to be alone because your character is what this timeline is based uh is based around and will determine your future actions they never highlight it in the show because they, they go off the explanation that... Because when they... They find them. Because when they are both, like, about to die on that planet, they kind of start to fall for each other. And Mobius explains it in, like, the fact that you love yourself, like, that is kind of the, the paradox. But what it actually is, is that he loves anyone and is loved back. Is yeah. kind of, for me, the thing there. that The thing that caused the Divergent timeline is he is no longer alone now neither of them are and that's divergent Loki's. but they never catch on to that yeah Loki's. they never really nailed onto it and also uh the incel i, I just like the idea that loki's um, loneliness is so fundamental to the nature of the <laughs> universe that messing with it just someone holding his hand is like a critical incident on the time divergence <laughs> yeah like uh that i really loved that idea of it's so powerful it breaks the universe because he is such a miserable villainous lonely person that not only for him to like if loki just like fuck someone he'd still be typically like the same person but if that's he generally just opens, another day for him yeah if he opens himself up to someone in a meaningful way um thinking about it though i don't know how that makes a branch because that planet was literally going to die they couldn't as long as long as they were on that apocalypse planet they couldn't affect the timeline. Maybe their explanation about what affects a new timeline was a lie. Yeah, it's possible. It's entirely possible. Also, with the timelines and the divergent stuff, they have, according to the chart that they use to monitor that, about 10 seconds to do anything about it before yeah. it becomes unmanageable. It was unmanageable. very vague. It like... was so fast. Like, they're even there, and they're, like, looking at the cir- the scene where, like, a whole bunch of them died at the circus. Mm-hmm. And they're like the investigating, and like we have about forty seconds to find the person and fix all of this. And it's like, what? That's how long you have? Mm. Why I are you bothering to do anything? I Just put it's the charge down. Not the same amount of time for like every case. No, but it's still so short, and the, yeah. the line goes up so fast. It's like they have no time to do anything. How they manage is beyond me. 
it's just yeah it's ridiculous yeah like it it seemed to on the one hand want it to be like oh uh this is the trigger point for a new adventure uh you've now got as long as the plot demands which could be uh an hour three hours a day or whatever but then as, as whenever we actually see it it's like seconds and we can see the line shooting up uh and we're like obviously that line is going to cross in like the next 30 seconds maybe when they get there it causes the like divergence to speed up because they're also not meant to be there yeah that, that could be it of like we send them off send off our time travelers to the timeline and then they come back like a second later and go like we did it we spent three weeks there and we sold it because but they don't line. get that like yeah, they when they go there it's the actual yeah event. they have a wristwatch that are well, like, they're like we have like two minutes to do yeah. everything ev- everything we need to do we need to find our lost person we need to figure out what happened here we need to reset the timeline we have like two minutes to do mm. it before this becomes irreparably damaged which seems ridiculously short as an operating procedure and the fact that those are your free objectives you should have like one and it should be it was, to fix everything i think like the normal process is to just drop a charge and leave yes. but because yeah. if they do that they lose their evidence mm and they can't find out who's causing them in the long term yeah. was was the the tension of like ch- they're changing their current operating stuff yes um but yeah it is it is radically short um to send like a dude um just a flesh and blood human to go and do a thing when you could get any number of could, magical or robotic things could you just drop the charge into the timeline yeah you could do you really need I guess you have to remove the off bit, but then wouldn't the charge do that anyway? Yeah, it just... Why are they bother putting people on charge? The charge would just destroy them, hmm. which is what they're going to do anyway. Maybe it's part of how they like get more people for the TVA to work. Like They, they collect variants, and if they hmm. like meet a certain standard, they like brainwash them and make them a um, yes. TVA hmm. operative. Yeah, so that what, is one of the big twists. Yeah, what did we think of that twist? I think it made sense, because one of the reasons why I was like, why is everyone human? Why does everyone mm-hmm. have to be human? Why are they got to be human? Um, but even still, I didn't mind the twist because it gave them a reason to make it evil, I guess. Mm. And the dude who ran, ran the TBA was wild. He yeah, was- he had real um sort of John Sims master energy. Yes. Um, Mori- Sherlock Moriarty energy. Yeah, I didn't like the... What was he called? Uh, the End of Time, whatever his name was. It was um, Kang the Conqueror he is king yeah he's king the conqueror oh okay um i didn't like him in this uh it he kept doing is it's something that i don't like in uh a lot of storytelling where uh a, a villain would be like oh you think that this is a thing you complete buffoon you <laughs> idiots this information that you couldn't possibly have ever learned at any point in your storyline was so obvious that i'm gonna call you an idiot for not knowing it um and he is literally there to explain the the Deus Ex Machina of the plot to them, and he keeps delaying or getting sidetracked by them calling him a like a crazy murderer. <laughs> and he should be like, no, shut up! I need I've got like ten minutes to tell you why I did all of this, and then you can judge me. But there's a lot of content I need to shove down your heads to understand this first. And if you just keep trying to stab me and calling me a murderer, uh, you're going to keep baiting me into insulting you. We'll bicker for 20 minutes and then we don't have time to get into the law. No, he didn't have to worry about that because he no. knew exactly how much time he had and what they yes. were going to say. He did, but he still kept bickering despite that being in the script. Like... Well, I, it's the script. He has to follow yeah, it. Yeah, I know. And, and so I still didn't like it. <laughs> like, it, it meant that it was baked in. And I was like, uh, you could have just not. Well, he's still an infinitely better villain than MCU Thanos. <laughs> That is true. He actually had some kind of complexity to him other than 
just kill half of everything because that is balanced. Despite the fact that the entire population can double in like 50 years. Yeah. Thanos was God, like, I hate him. Like Thanos as a character like as a someone a screen presence and a voice actor and all of that. He I enjoyed him as a villain. His plot his plan was dumb. His, his plan was the was dumbest dumb. thing I've ever I seen. Think- it almost ruined like Marvel for me. <laughs> I hate it so much. MCU Thanos is a much more tolerable character if you take him as just an idiot farmer who like because that's how i saw it because he used to be a farmer and he's just a he's just a farmer who decided you know your crazy uncle who thinks he could do a great job as being like president yeah. of Prime Minister? yeah that's thanos he's like why don't they just do this mm. why don't they just do this thing and then everything will be fine. Like, the world is that simple. You yeah. know, I would have been totally <laughs> on board with that if they just emphasized that in the series. But instead, they made him seem si- kind of sympathetic when he's not at all sympathetic. He's just He's a, a tragic figure, but he's an idiot. Mm. Like, um, he's, he's tragic because, like, his race is dead. And he's, he's tortured by this thing that he feels is necessary, even though it's not. But he thinks it is. And he, mm. he doesn't like it very much still. Like, I think if he generally thought there was a better way, he would, but he's an idiot, so he doesn't. Mm. The, like, <laughs> I, I like the idea of him being an idiot, but it seems mm. kind of... Hmm. I guess he's kind of like Donald Trump, because <laughs> yeah. like Donald Trump achieved a lot, despite... Like, well, he's very powerful. Yeah. Mm. He's just not... Very, he hasn't fought it through very well at the end of the day. Was he like... Because it doesn't explain like why the rest of his society died but he survived was he just like i don't know Ugh, thanos just annoys me I, I do like your head canon that he's just your dumb uncle but i i need an explanation how's how he can just be your dumb uncle but also be the only survivor of his species and also be so powerful as to gather all these infinity mm, stones. that no one's ever done before yeah um something that i wish and it's a bit of a tangent but something i wish they'd done in infinity war part one um, well, Infinity War and then Endgame, but I think it's cool if you call them Part One and Two. I I don't know why they changed that. Um, uh, was when he gets the Soul Stone, um, and it's like, hey, so to get the Soul Stone, you have to lose what you love the most, um, and you can't just like fake it. It has to be genuinely something that you care about. And Gamor and in the thing, Gamora goes, haha, you idiot. Uh, what you love most is me. Therefore, you're not going to throw me off the edge." Um, and then he does and no, she's like I think like, she says no you don't love anything like, oh yeah um, and then she's kind of like shocked Pikachu face when he when mm. he throws her off I would have loved it uh, so much more if instead she's like standing there and just like starts keeling over laughing at the tragedy of it and going A either I am the thing that you love the most and you kill me in which case your plan is stupid because literally the thing that you love the most you are getting rid of which why would you ever do if you have something that tells you exactly what that thing is and you're choosing to destroy it you were just a complete idiot and if you don't do it then your entire plan and life's work have been for nothing so either way i win because you're a fucking idiot and i wish that when she was on the way down she was laughing at like how stupid and horrible thanos was like it would have made her feel less like a like a victim in a pawn of just being like god thanos you're such a fucking idiot I would have really loved that. And and like you can even do Thanos with like a sad tear and he's just too much of an idiot to realize that he shouldn't have done this in the first place. Well, he does realize it eventually because he got that whole, that meme-worthy scene where it's like, what did it cost? Everything. I'm just really. on board with anything that involves shitting on MCU Thanos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate him so much. 
and uh, they they wasted such a good like comic hurt. book character as well because mm-hmm. like comic book Thanos is just the ultimate goth, and that's an amazing villain motivation. Because he wants to fuck death. Yeah, that's the gothest thing you could possibly. I I don't know any other villain that has that motivation. Hmm. And normally, like the MCU is very refreshing in that it doesn't shy away from that like kind of wacky comic bookiness, which is one of the things I really liked about the Loki show. Hmm. In that it like with the with how muppety the timekeepers looked and like um like classic Loki's they dopey did look costume very muppety. and hmm. and uh, like alligator Loki. It was a very and they even had like um. Uh, Frog Thor at one stage, if yep. you paid attention. They had and the Thanos copter turn up. Yeah. The Thanos copter. Yeah, so that, like, <laughs> normally the Thanos. MCU just embraces being silly and the silliness of comic books. And they should have, but like with Thanos, they were like, oh, th- he, wants to m- he wants to bang death. That's a bit too silly. But no, it's amazing. It's the only bit that makes his plan make sense, honestly, <laughs> because like killing half of the population isn't that's not sustainability exactly like it's if that is actually causing the problem it is kicking the can down the road exactly have to do this again later also that's not how planets work or biospheres and there's more planets in the galaxy that like there's so much of your planet doesn't make sense if someone goes up it would have been really weird but if they'd gone up to thanos be like uh, Iron Man or Strange goes like you know this doesn't make sense right like that's not how planets work and Thanos goes yeah I know like well then why are you doing this well death's really fucking hot and I gotta send like a million like she keeps asking for more dead people to turn up otherwise she pay- won't pay attention to me uh, the best part of the story is she doesn't pay attention to him no matter what he does yeah. because he's a loser <laughs> he's see this is one of the reasons he's the kind of character i would yell go to therapy to. yeah <laughs> if if Thanos was a woman i would be deeply in love with him <laughs> It's pretty much the gist of <laughs> all of this. So just keep that in mind. Um, and, and like they had Hela in the previous movie and they could have easily just combined Death and Hela into the same character and we would have got even more Kate Blanchett. Yeah, which w- would have been fantastic. Yeah, it would have been... Oh, I'm, Three meter tall Kate Blanchett. I'm all on board. I, I get to be bitter about this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yes. That and Alien. Yes, that Alien Covenant. Alien Covenant. I did like Alien Covenant, but we'll leave that for another time. <laughs> yeah, we, we should do the al- we should do the Alien franchise as one of these at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, oh, I had something I wanted to talk about, but I forgot what it was. Never mind, we'll come back to it. I'm sure. Um, something that. Uh, oh, this is what I wanted oh, yeah. to say. Uh, was what would you have done in that with the choice that they have at the end? So the choice they have at the end is they either. They can either continue living in this dictator timeline where mm. people are arbitrarily killed for things that they don't even know that they're doing. and um, Or we can have interdimensional war, but everyone arguably has free choice and will. Um, like all binary choices, you pick a third option. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, like neither of them are good options. And I... I th- Part of what I didn't like about the big finale bit of it was that Loki's Loki's decision was like, hang on, let's think this through. Uh, and she's like, no, I want to stab a bitch. And they're like, literally, we're, we're dealing with time. We don't need to. I do admire her commitment to committing murder. It is respectful. She really, yes. she, she passed up dick for murder. <laughs> and that's not a choice most yeah. characters tend to make. Mm. She was so desperate to kill this person that she just... She threw away everything she loved to kill this man. Mm. 
So that's like, how much you wanted him dead. My like my to be fair, so did I because it was annoying <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> like my thought of how to solve it uh, of this Kobayashi Maru situation was go with the fascist timeline again, except instead of uh, nuking a timeline every time it gets to uh, a divergence yeah. from the master plan, let them go out. And instead, every time someone gets the technology to go from one timeline to another, that's where you start nuking. I think the issue is that once it progresses past a certain point, you cannot control it. I think that was kind of what they were implying, that once one Divergent became its new universe, you have kind of let the genie out the bottle and you can't put it back. And the the tech or the ability they have to currently control it just... The, the scale goes so out the window mm-hmm. that they, that don't they have can't the do anything about it. If there yeah. if there is one timeline, there can either be one timeline or there can be an infinite amount of them. Is pretty much what they were saying. I yeah. mean, if the problem was just Kang, Kang could have just deleted himself from the timeline. But Kang wasn't going to do that. <laughs> yeah, um, he's a stupid man. Because it's like uh, there's that episode of Star Trek Next Gen um, where Worf comes second in a battleth tournament or something, and his shuttle passes through a cosmic butthole and he gets thrown into an alternate timeline. Um, and every like few hours he keeps hopping to a different one. And at first he's just like, Oh, I didn't put that painting there or, Oh, well, I guess I, maybe I did. And then the changes start getting more and more dramatic. And they realize he realizes, Oh, I'm actually skipping through timelines. And towards the end of the episode, they find like the wormhole that's causing it. And I don't know, you shoot a laser at it or something. And <laughs> typical Star Trek, uh, and stuff. a million Star Starship Enterprises start appearing. Like the screen mm-hmm. is literally full of Galaxy Class mm-hmm. Enterprises that, as you watch, like five more like mm-hmm. pop into existence, and it happens. And the helm officer goes, "Uh, we're getting like two hundred fifty thousand. I think like the captain at the time, who was Riker, is like hail them." And then the comms officer goes, "We're receiving." two million hails right now because that's literally what everyone on the enterprise would have done in that situation uh how do we command and control it's like having a bunch of leaders in one room Mm. like you have to pick someone who's uh being the focal point for decisions but they're all that same person um and you have some this really interesting nightmare timeline that i wish star trek would do at one point of the borg took over and it's like post-apocalypse star trek where Riker has a beard and blood pouring down his face and he's like hey you just rescued us from this nightmare timeline please we don't want to go back and they're like no we've got to reset the timeline it's no and like kills themselves to not go back to where they I like came the from the idea that like has in that universe is perpetually bleeding from the head yeah like it's just he's even when he's not in trouble just this to show how it's just the it thing is. he's he's like uh le chief from uh casino royale except instead of weeping blood he just has like a pissing head wound <laughs> Does the chief in Casino Royale he weeps blood? Cry blood! Wow, yeah, that's f- cool. I need to see Casino Royale again. It's it's pretty that good. Shit, I know it was it was the best Bond movie ever in my opinion. But we're getting off topic again. Yes, that's um to Loki. Yes, yeah. I like, guess my general thoughts on Loki is that I liked it. I yeah. think uh, I would continue to watch it. Um, in this, and I didn't expect that I would. I was a little bit like, oh, it's Marvel. <laughs> I'm a bit burnt out with Marvel at the moment because it mm. is a lot of it is the same and now well, it's just it's just too much of it like when you consider how much how long the mcu has lasted it's been effectively since i graduated high school mm-hmm. for as long as i have been an adult there has been an mcu going 
and I'm just over it. And I think it's a remarkable feat that it lasted as long as it did in terms mm. of me liking it. It lasted till like what, 2018? When was part two? 2018, 19, 20? About that, yeah. Yeah. It's, it was a great run. Mm. Turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> Go that, do something else. That's kind of the same feeling I had with modern Doctor Who. Um, there wasn't like... Stephen Moffat did some pretty boring and shitty stuff with the writing. Um, but again, like it was still consistently pretty good above average sci-fi. It had a high budget for effects. It looked nice. It strung together all right. Uh, and as a long-running sci- sci-fi show where a lot of where there are a lot of like resets or world-ending apocalypses that get changed um it it got to the point where i was like well i'm not invested in the character anymore because i know there will always be one there will always be a captain america there will always be an iron man sure interesting stuff might happen with individuals and i might tune back in for those but the universe as itself because it's a corporate printout uh and must always exist uh i don't need to care about upkeep um i'll drop in here and here and there for something but for now i'm just going to tune off i know it'll be there uh and even if it does die one day like i can go back and watch the 10 years of content that i missed um (laughs) at some point yeah yeah. um but yeah like loki uh the yeah just what i loved the most about it was so much the plot critically required this psychoanalysis of loki because uh he's such a fixed point in time that his psychological makeup has the potential to radically change the timeline. If he believes, if he no longer believes that he should be alone, that like busts the timeline wide open. I love that idea. Loki as a character needed this. Hmm. And this happens sometimes in pro wrestling where um, inevitably as part of pro wrestling, you'll sometimes get wrestlers who purely from circumstance always fall short in the big matches. So, like, challenge for the title three or four times and every time they don't win. And eventually you get this idea, this ad, you get this kind of thing where it's like this wrestler will never be a main eventer because mm-hmm. they can, or they'll, they'll never be more than this because they can't ever seal the deal or this. And what sometimes happens really well is that wrestling will acknowledge that and make that the narrative of that wrestler. Mm-hmm. They're like, I always fall short. Like, but this time I'm not going to. And then they don't. Uh, hmm. ideally and then that kind of breaks it out it w- sometimes it works and sometimes it's just clearly like well yeah but you still lost all those times so your character is you're a loser <laughs> it, it has to be done very well but this yeah. one did it well in terms of like telling loki is like well he is but here's your reason why yeah and sometimes i don't like that sometimes i don't like an explanation of like this from a co- on a cosmic level you must suck mm-hmm. is um a storytelling device i tend not to like very much like it is your destiny to always be this shit person all the time mm-hmm. unless but i think i like this because its whole point is well no it isn't i'll just stab you <laughs> which is well i guess another thing i respect and admire and are greatly attracted to about female loki <laughs> is her insistence on murdering her way out of the situation most of the time i just remembered something what was the deal with the golden sword that loki got given by a kid loki like, it seemed really important and it didn't really come up. That was just a cool sword. Yeah, he just, but like, he can generate swords. Maybe it was the sword that Kid Loki killed Thor with. Yeah, like, it, it seemed like it was going to be a thing and then it didn't. Um, I, maybe that'll be a season two thing. Maybe. Who knows? It, it does seem like that I was surprised that, like, going through the show, it felt like it wasn't going to be a multi-season type mm-hmm. story. It seems like it was really leading up to this big crescendo. 
um the fact that it ended with a will return on season two i was a bit surprised by that uh but it makes sense because there's a lot of stuff that they can that they've still left they on the haven't ground fucked yet they haven't fucked yet until they fuck this cannot end we haven't seen i will not allow it <laughs> how much money does disney have it can't pay a hundred thousand dollars to have them fuck <laughs> Get like a, I'm sure it costs more than a hundred thousand dollars to make this, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> what can it cost? Twenty dollars? <laughs> How much does a Loki cost? I'll pay for it. Put it on Kickstarter. Um, <laughs> uh, Loki and this act, whoever, whichever actress played, what was her name? I can't remember off the top of my head. Sylvie, Sylvie, was that her name? Hey, that's a, the, um, the character name. Character name. Yeah. Just. I, I thought it was actually they did a good job of finding two actors that look kind of similar. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think she did have like a Loki vibe. I, I found it a little weird at one point when she's like, oh, you, uh, like when they're talking about clothes, it's just, oh, well, you haven't been wearing this cool body, uh, skin type body outfit for like a week or something. I was like, you're Loki. You can just change that, can't you? No, she doesn't have that power. Oh, yeah, because they have different power sets. Yeah. Um, uh, them. Okay. I think that the. So, whereas Joel is all about broken women, I'm about. <laughs> Uh, awkward uh, first dates where characters are 100% into each other but too nervous to say it so the the blanket around each other that was like oh yeah like you know what it's not the best that I've seen that done but it, that's what gets me into shit of like yes I love this I'm, I'm all about this I'm all about the uh, like leaving after the first going fuck 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 I should have kissed her oh I, I'm such an idiot oh shit and then the other person is doing exactly the same thing that's, I that's can't what watch like. stuff like that without calling someone a cut. <laughs> my um, my partner has recently started saying consistently, "Joel, you can't keep calling people simp's." <laughs> um, and we'll t- introduce you on the podcast as Joel can't keep calling people simp's. <laughs> I just can't. Um, yeah, but anyway, I guess Claire, clearly you like this because you it's you're doing the episode on it. But what were your thoughts rewatching it? Well. I've always kind of been obsessed with the multiverse since I was a kid, and um, like I've, I've I've written short stories about it, and I almost got into Rick and Morty, but they didn't have enough um, like Citadel of Rick's episodes, which was the main mm. thing I was interested in. Which New is like, season has a lot of it. Okay, maybe I should watch it then. But like, yeah, I, I've always been interested in the idea of like, oh my god, what if like there was a multiverse, but and instead of having racism, you got discriminated against because of your version of a character? Or what if there was a multiverse and? People, you're attracted to just like your sexuality was you're attracted to variants of the same person. I've it's occurred to me talking about this that the new season of Rick and Morty, spoilers for Rick and Morty, I guess, this has um is almost this show. It's got one of the same writers. Yeah, in that it's um in terms of uh, do you want me to talk about season six of Rick and Morty or do you want to watch it? Uh, uh do like a mildly spoilerish. Well, so basically, the end point of season six is that Rick has created a kind of cluster of timelines mm-hmm. in which he is always the smartest person in the universe uh, and Morty is always subservient to him. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's there's actually millions of millions of billions of universes out there where Rick is not that special, but he's made it so it's impossible to access them for many of the universes that they travel through oh i like that yeah so it, um, it was pretty good uh I, yeah. I, I like i i watch rick and Morty every now and then for those key episodes um something that puts me off rick and morty uh is that it's so 
hyper genre savvy that nothing means anything yeah. um and the, the only point until it does like it starts to do it and then the writers will pull a pull a rug out under you and go like haha no like he just goes to another portal uh, i like that in loki despite there being this multiverse of all of this stuff there was still a sense of like killing someone means something yeah rick and morty is just a bit too nihilistic for me and and, and i'm not in a fun way yeah no it's um yeah uh for me with rick and morty the part where it really got the first two seasons were really like uh because there's this point in rick and morty i have this theory because rick and morty isn't nearly as big as it used to be the first two seasons and i have a theory for this and it's because season one and two of rick and morty present rick's actions very neutrally Mm-hmm. They don't comment on it at all, and from the show point of view, they're just like a thing happens. This is what Rick does. Yeah, you make up your mind. What this allowed a lot of people to do was to project themselves onto Rick mm-hmm. and be like, Rick is the hero here, and he is like me. Finally, someone like me who is a hero in this setting. And then from season three onwards, they start to comment more like Rick is actually a very bad person. And all those people who had projected onto Rick and been like, yes, Rick, mm-hmm. then I, I'm bad guy. Me, <laughs> me, bad guy. And then they all stopped watching. Yeah, and that, it that really sense. freed up the show to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. After okay, that maybe, happened. Maybe I should watch it again. Yeah, so, yeah. But like, yeah, it's, so... Uh, I, I just really love the premise of the multiverse and so they basically taken one of my favorite characters and put it in my favorite premise so mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna like that <laughs> but um also i just i just love um from an aesthetic pan- standpoint like i think everything was very well made um in terms of like um like i love the tva the, from an aesthetic standpoint uh I was a little annoyed that during the ending credit, I love the ending credit sequences for these, and I was really annoyed when they kept changing the music to like suit whatever the uh, the stinger of the final episode was. Like they just picked like whatever music was appropriate for that scene. When I loved, absolutely loved the main theme that they used for the first episode, and I think they used it in the final episode as well. The music was super cool of the weird. It's very much the it's the ni- all of the nineteen seventies tech was also sick. It's very much like a video game control, uh, which is could kind of just sit in this setting almost the music was perhaps one of my favorite parts of this mm. entire series I, I like i loved how they had that weird kind of well, i don't know if psychedelics the right word um kind of that weird sci-fi like 70s kind of sci-fi kind of noise yep. uh, sound like it was almost like a doctor who theme song the whole thing was very doctor who-ish honestly that's what my partner sarah was talking yeah. about she was like this is very doctor who yeah and like, it was very doctor who like mm. even like loki's kind of manic like they, they upped loki's manic eccentricity kind of thing which was very doctory and mm. and i thought kang felt like the master or like yeah they did it was it felt very doctor who-esque yeah. in general mm. um so i don't know if that was deliberate or not but it's so i don't i think it was possibly it wasn't unavoidable but the fact that there's there's so much crossover between the two and they didn't really make much effort to hide that i think <laughs> mm. so yeah um but i did enjoy this um it was fun i was dreading it when i thought it was 12 episodes <laughs> six was the perfect amount for this yeah six was like yes abs- more things should be six Hmm. I'm so sick of everything being a fucking an hour long because there are times where me and my partner are like, let's watch something. What are we going to watch? And everything we watch is at least 40 fucking minutes long. And it's like, we don't have that time today. Like Hmm. most nights we do, but this night we have to watch something short and they only have so many seasons of Nailed It. So it's, um, (laughs) everything has to be fucking an hour since Game of Thrones. 
It's mm. like, yeah, an hour long everything, because that's what we need. We need to make everything longer, and that makes it inherently better. Whereas, like, longer, yes, gives you more time to tell a story, but I'm so fucking sick of, like, 15-episode seasons of an hour each. It's such a huge investment. Yeah, it was, bring you, back half an hour. Have you tried um, Only Murders in the Building? That's, like, half an hour, I think. I have to check that out. That's one of the things I loved about BoJack. BoJack was half an hour. We could never have binged BoJack like we did every season that came out if it was an hour long every episode. Can you imagine if BoJack was an hour long every episode? That would be soul destroying. At the yeah, at the, the with the level of emotional intensity that has and the whiplash that has in every episode. Because BoJack, they'll go like, I have to do that. I don't know if I could do that. I have some issues with BoJack on this podcast because it doesn't get good for. You don't get what BoJack is for like until like six episodes in. And I don't know if I want to subject you to six episodes because that would probably be the length that I have to set homework you can, for. You can start a little into the season. I feel like you need to start from one. You need to experience that transition of like, this is just a dumb family guy show to, oh my God, I'm going to emotionally be ruined by this show. Mm. Well, you can have I'm one- never going to emotionally recover from it. <laughs> and it happens so subtly. And it's not till like that very end of that episode six that you're like, oh, wow. This is actually happening now. I want people to go through that. But mm. it's kind of like doing Berserk. I can't do Berserk either. Because to start Berserk, you have to go through that golden age arc where it's just a standard medieval army drama. And then the eclipse happens and it turns into, I'm going to kill a million monsters with my gigantic sword that's the size of two people. like, And I'm going to have a gun for an arm and all of that. All of that mm. comes in and it just gets bigger and bigger from there. There comes a point where he kills an elder god by stabbing its heart, but he has to have a boss fight with a heart. Because every time <laughs> every time the heart beats, its explosive like concussion impact is so much that it crushes his bones. And he has to like go into like a rage mode and be helped by a witch to stab this monster in the heart. And he gets the actual in Berserk, he doesn't get the Berserk armor until like three fourths of the way through the series so far. And then that gets really good because he gets a suit which turns him into a wolf man and he can just break anything with a single hit. It, it sounds kind of similar to how... But uh, you don't get any of that until you've watched five hours of content. <laughs> I, I wonder if Dragon Ball Z kind of tried to do that as well because I, like, I never watched Dragon Ball. I think Dragon Ball came before Berserk. I might be wrong about that. It, yeah, um, but like Z is a big tonal mm. shift, I understand. Yes. Uh, but still has... It is a like, massive tonal um, shift important lore from dragon ball continuing through yes um but they're like you know what you just start here yeah uh, and go from there because in dragon ball goku was a kid Mm. and it's much more of like i'm a kid and i'm having adventures and like it's a lot lower stakes and when he's an adult it's like my family was genocided but it's with berserk it's like you also need to gradually berserk is a series about escalation Mm mm-hmm Similar to Dragon Ball, a lot of Japanese manga does this well to an extent, but none do it better than Berserk in that how it starts from like, I'm just a dude who lives a shitty life as a soldier. My parents were dead. That's kind of it. And to like this, it becomes this high fantasy, like really Dark Souls-esque setting. And that's a deliberate comparison because Dark Souls draws a lot from Berserk. But I guess what I'm talking about in all of this is the difficulty of bringing some of these things I love to this concept of a podcast. Yeah. 
isn't always the easiest thing to do. So we're gonna have to figure out ways around that as mm-hmm. we figure out this podcast, I guess. Just with like uh, the length of like shows and stuff, uh, a series that I always want to watch more of is Gundam Unicorn. I've started to get pretty into Gundam. Um, but the problem is that its episodes are like 40, 45 minutes to an hour long. There's only like six or 12 of them or something like that. Um, but because I watch them with Japanese with subtitles, uh, the audio in Japanese, I can't do anything else while watching them. I have to sit down and uh, look at the screen and uh, watch it. I can't even look away for a second because I need to read the dialogue. Um, and it's such a dense plot as well. Like if it were uh, a, a less dense uh, topic or storyline, then I could probably get away with it. But it'll be, it is like big geopolitical type drama going on at all time where they're like three factions constantly backstabbing each other over this MacGuffin that none of them actually know what it is and they all think the other one knows what it is uh and it's such a i love it but it's such a dense series and that it's uh in a foreign language that i can't just passively consume it i guess this is an issue we need to talk over to get around because we should be able to share this stuff we just need to figure out Mm. what we're willing to how much time we're willing to put aside for this i guess yeah it's probably a big thing but um, shall we give our final thoughts on Loki since we haven't spoken about the show in about 10 <laughs> minutes and I think that's probably a good sign that we're out of things to say about yeah. it yeah. I mean I could go on for another couple of hours but that's I- the <laughs> point of the podcast really is that you could do that because <laughs> you're the one presenting it we have all dipped our toes in Loki's sweet nectar and <laughs> we have we can now uh, give our taste uh, ironically taste. Loki has not <laughs> but yes well we still got season 2 we still got season 2 um, I thought this was great. I was pleasantly surprised by the amount of uh, internal philosophy um, and uh, that this went into like really plumbing the depths of Loki's soul and forcing him to confront all of the stuff. I thought that was really neat. Uh, I love the 70s decor. I love the soundtrack. I love Lightning McQueen. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it, season two. I keep forgetting that he voices Lightning McQueen. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, uh, but it makes a lot of sense now. Uh, I also like this. I wouldn't say I loved it, but I definitely had a good time watching it and I would watch more of it, which I think is kind of our metric. Yeah. Not, I don't think we're ever going to rate things out of like 10. We tried that in our first episode. It didn't really work out. <laughs> but I think our metric should be like, would you keep watching this or consuming this or would you not? Yeah, and in I- my case, yes, I think I would, but I wouldn't go out of my way for it. I would have to be given it. Mm. I don't know if I would pay for to watch more of this mm-hmm. on its own this would not sell me on disney plus yeah but it's um it i would watch it if i had the opportunity to i think also it's important to say like with with a lot of things that'll come up on the podcast of um there's kind of the grades of i didn't like this then the next step up is i did like this but i'm not going to sink any time into it because yeah. it's just not my cup of tea but it happened to be good then there is yeah, I'll check it out if uh, someone puts it in front of me. And then there is, I will seek this out myself. I think I'm like that second from the top. I will watch this if it is put in front of me mm-hmm. or if it is made easy for me to get, yeah. I guess, is the main thing. Um, or if I, or if my partner is like, hey, do you want to watch more Loki? I would probably go like, yeah, sure. But if mm-hmm. she didn't, I probably wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah, We'll have to see. Um, but I guess, Claire, 
should we just assume that you're whoever presents this should we just assume that they're the number one possibility or i think that's that... that's kind of is the assumption that is yeah. the point yes that is yeah. the point of the podcast <laughs> yeah whoever has brought yeah. up the topic is on the final level above just, yeah. of not only do i love it do i actively seek it out i will I, actively inflict it upon others i literally cannot stop thinking about it yes and so i need to bring it to this podcast yeah that's the all right but i will ask your general thoughts of rewatching it possibly Oh, you're, oh you're... rewatch. Well, I did just rewatch it, but I mean, you mean in like terms of watching season two? Well, I guess what it, watch it, having watched it a second time is what I mean. If this is in fact your second viewing and not your it's third, it's like my third, fourth. I think. Okay, um, okay. You're deep. You're deep in the. Pain. I don't know yeah. if it's much point asking you for your thoughts, but I feel like I should. So go ahead and uh, okay. say something. My overall thoughts is that I love the premise. I already love the character, but they sort of brought the character in line with um. More of his comic book interpretation, his comic book self, which is I like even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I love the aesthetic, um, mm. like multiple aesthetics. They had like Portal seventies aesthetic. They had like the sci, the um, they had the uh, cyberpunk aesthetic on that moon. They had the um, the zany feral infested with loki's mm. um wasteland at the end of time and then they had that sick castle that i want to live in <laughs> right at the end it was beautiful and the music was so good mm. and it introduced a bunch of new characters i really liked and overall just had this sort of it's like doctor who, like the best episodes of doctor who i guess but uh, i don't know it's it's like it, the, the overall vibe is a combination of sort of like surreal psychedelic out there and then like sort of eccentric quirkiness and i like this show yes <laughs> yep good and my last thing to ask is i was going to ask you would you fuck your variant but we all know what everyone's answer to that question is going to be we want to say on three one two three yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> so i go. was gonna ask which variant of yourself would you most like to fuck there's you sent me through a gen like that gender apt version of myself and that one probably i have to show you goldie what that one looked like um because that was that was a very convincing edit as well by the app because sometimes that app does not know what to do with some parts of my body and uh that one did i like how it turned like the trim of my beard into like this long hair i thought that was really cool (laughs) um so it was yeah I, i went on yeah the the face the face swap uh app uh a, a little while ago and i was like oh let's let's see what it is let's see what this does for my dysphoria um and <laughs> let's toss a penny in and see what that does um and i did it and i checked it out and i like i uh, had a look at it and it did itself it did very well and i was very uh underwhelmed as a result because i looked at it and went that's just a photo of my sister <laughs> it just 100 percent looked like a photo of my sister uh and i was like well that's disappointing but I guess it makes sense. But also, like, I wanted some. I wanted something more interesting. I wanted. Well, that's why I, you run it through twice. Oh, maybe that. Maybe I should do that. Uh, well, I was. I I did that test once, and I was. Um, I was very hunky. <laughs> so yeah, I would definitely uh, bang that version of myself. I I'm remember sure that. Be the main you look like Tom Hanks. <laughs> Thanks. I, no, that's I mean, a good. I, I think mean, that's a good thing. I mean, what what age of Tom Hanks? You look like a young Tom Hanks. Okay, yeah. you didn't look like an old man. You <laughs> look like Tom Hanks if Tom Hanks was young and had your hair. Okay, I, a little I, bit. I can live with that. I can kind of see that. Yeah, <laughs> I can live with I'm that. I'm thinking like uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, except you were short. You're mm. a manlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um. 
I don't know if that would be my favorite version of myself though to go after. I mean, I I have a a type uh, which I'm attracted to, so it would just be the variant that is that. Um, but I don't think that I'll be very picky as well. I think there would be a wide variety of variants. I'd be like, hey everyone, let's come in and let's just uh, plug and play and see what goes. Uh, <laughs> we divide everybody plug up. And play. <laughs> we divide everybody up by like, okay, what plumbing are you interested in? Okay, cool. You guys go over there. You guys go over here. Uh, and let's just let's just go ham. Uh, we'd, we'll order in a couple of a couple of gallons of lube and uh, pizza later on. Have a good time, everyone. Well, that's I don't think I can top that. Shall we end the episode there? I think that's a fair place. That to sounds end good. It. Uh, on 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 varying orgies is a good place. Probably a good place to end it. Who wouldn't fuck themselves? We often do. Why not take it to that next level? Yep, that's the real question. All right, well let's sign on off until until next time i don't have a we don't have a thematic sign off we'll have to think of that at do some do point. Do. yeah i think we just get to cut it here and yeah this is cut the shit that was our cool podcast hope you liked what we said we're all exhausted now so it's time for bed please tune in next time when we might say crustacean until then it's goodbye from our hyperfixation. Zzz.